Do you wish you had reliable whole food plant-based meals that were quick, simple, and actually tasted good? Would you like to find your new favorite healthy drinks, snacks, and desserts that make you smile big? Then you're going to love the Power on Plants cookbook. Inside, you'll find our family's favorite recipes that give us more time, more energy, and more joy every single day. Our clients taste tested these recipes and have given their rave reviews. And then I gathered them all up into one delicious collection just for you. Rich Alfredo sauce, creamy tomato soup, tasty burgers, mouth-watering dressings, nacho cheese sauce, brownie batter hummus, and so many more. You no longer have to choose between healthy and delicious. Grab your cookbook and all the current bonuses at poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook today. That's poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook. By now, it is no secret we are huge fans of the whole food plant-based lifestyle. But you may be wondering, well, I've got this friend, I have this coworker, and they do keto. And I've got this other one, they do paleo. Well, what's the difference? And that's what we're talking about today. You're listening to the Smarter Healthy Living Podcast, where we firmly believe that getting healthy should never feel like torture. We're your hosts, Jared and Anita Roussel. We're college sweethearts and health professionals who help you redefine what getting healthy looks like using a whole food plant-based lifestyle. It's time to hear from the experts and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others get beyond the overwhelm to create a vibrant life they love. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're in the right place. So pull up a virtual chair, grab your matcha latte, and let's get started. Today we are talking about what I like to call the O diet. You got keto, you got paleo, you got the lesser known but equally addictive Cheeto diet. (laughs) (laughs) How about Whole Fudo? Whole Fudo. Planto, yes, those would work. But I do remember when I was younger and didn't know better that uh, I might finish off half a bag of Cheetos. But I've anyway, totally done it. Dorito, anyway. you forgot Dorito, my favorite. Dorito, Dorito's another one. <laughs> That's my favorite, or but, it was. <laughs> but, but seriously, um, I wanted to talk yeah. today about paleo and keto because a lot of people hear these terms for these diets and mm-hmm. they get thrown around for things like weight loss, but may not really have a good sense of what these are. Yeah, it can just get so, confusing because there's so many different things out there and you hear this is healthy, that's healthy, and so-and-so's losing weight on this and so-and-so's losing weight on that and you don't you want to try it because you're curious, but you don't really know what they are. And I think a lot of times we don't think it through. And I think that's the most important point. When you're looking at a new way of life, you need to look at studies or find somebody who has looked at studies that's reliable that can tell you, look, this is the end point of this way of living and and see how does it really affect health long term. So what is paleo? Paleo is it's more of an ideological standpoint, meaning people think, let's look back at what cavemen, quote unquote, Uh, would eat. I've actually heard it called the caveman diet. Caveman diet. They also call it the primal diet. And the big thing with that is they look at what would someone who is a hunter-gatherer eat? Okay. And what would they not eat? So the big thing is cultivated foods, which is primarily grains, which does include corn. Many people think of corn as a vegetable, but it is actually technically a grain. And then also beans and legumes. So anything that you would have to put in a field in larger quantities, because if you come up to a single bean plant, that's probably not going to give you enough for a serving. You would mm-hmm. have to have multiple, hence the cultivating them in a field of some sort. 
So basically, it's kind of against the modern food systems in a way. There's an ideology and their theories are kind of, the theory behind it is they're against the modern food production because that wouldn't naturally be done back in the day. Correctly. Now, I don't know that it's ideologically meant to be against food industries, but since the industry does deal with all of the, the cultivating and the, the, the farms and things like that, I believe it was back in the mid-1980s, around 1985, that they started looking at, okay, what would our ancestors have eaten in a hunter-gatherer state? So, well, and also, just like with vegans, there tends to be the, um, the whole aspect of caring for the animals. I think there's this, this heartfelt desire to not damage human health, and I think with the processing. Right. That goes on. So, so. They, they do try to avoid the processed foods, and that would include things like white refined sugar. So mm-hmm. And I that's a good thing. Yes. I don't think that there's all of it's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes more, they want to try to eat more organic. So even whenever they're eating animal products, they want the better quality, the organics, the less uh, chemicals and you know, pesticides and uh, right. antibiotics, things of that nature. Right. So I think those aspects of it are good. It's just that... There is some variability within paleo where people can go really heavy on meat, and then there's some that go heavy on the the vegetables and fruits and have less of the meats, but eliminate the grains and the legumes, which we've said many times, and we'll we'll continue to pound this drum that the beans and legumes have amazing health benefits. They're extremely healthy for you. Yeah, I mean, just packed with fiber, plant nutrients, phytonutrients that just the health studies that are out there for those things. Those are things you want to get every day, particularly. Yeah, but all of it, grains and the nuts and the seeds. They're amazing for your health long term. It's crucial that you get those on a daily basis. And that's what we fall back to are the studies that that prove this. Now, I'm not going to say heavy. We don't believe in eating heavy on the nut side of things either. And we can talk about that in another episode. But the seeds and like the chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, you can get a lot of omegas from chia and flax. Those are amazing to get every day. Pumpkin Sesame seeds, seeds are some that we've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of different things that are good for you in that. So those those are good things. But I don't think any of that stuff you'd want to go super heavy on, mainly because you'll get your your plate out of balance. So we always want good balance. That way you get all they the nutrients you They do believe in eating nuts and seeds, though. You they did do. say that. Okay. Yes, they do. Because okay. that would be something that you might forage for in in the woods and come across, I don't know, a walnut tree. Right. So it still kind of falls under that same umbrella. But not grains and not, and vegetables, but not corn because corn is considered a grain. Technically a grain. Okay. Yes. So there's that. Now, um, they also do believe more natural stuff like getting outside, getting in the sun, more Mm -hmm. exercise. So again, it's not all bad. I think the biggest thing is you're getting the meat and animal products and you're eliminating the grains and the beans. So what what I'm seeing here is that it's going to be an improvement for most people over the standard American diet diet short term because you're going to be getting away from those processed foods. Absolutely. You're going to be eating more whole foods, which is good. But then if you carry out long term, what do the meats and the animal products do to your body long term? What do they do to your vessels? Then you're in a whole different exactly. field. Okay. So there are benefits, right. um, but we'll get into what you were just saying in just a moment. Okay. Uh, so the next diet is the ketogenic diet, typically keto. called keto diet. Mm-hmm. Now, this was developed, discovered back in the 1920s, and it was actually 
originally developed more for controlling um, epilepsy and seizures. Mm -hmm. And if I remember right, I believe they were looking at it for kids because there were some people that had epilepsy that just did not respond well to medications. And of course, in children, you have to be careful with medications because they can be more susceptible to side effects and things. And so they discovered that this was a way in that particular patient population where they, they had fewer seizures. Okay. They didn't really develop this as a long-term lifestyle. And in those studies, they even found that these children had some ongoing health effects after they've been on this for a few years. And that's something that uh, we'll talk about. Okay. Yes. The big thing with the ketogenic diet is that it's not as much like with the paleo diet, where it's kind of more this ideological stance. It's more of just not eating sugar. And car- just carbs, well, carbs in general, yes. though. So it's not just like when you say don't eat sugar, I think white sugar. Well, but, I meant carbs. You right. got me. I meant carbs. Carbs. And then, so, and so, but it favors low. fat. And like paleo doesn't think about, okay, we're going to favor fats. It's more like favoring fats with moderate protein and fewer carbs. Right. Okay. Because you're avoiding a certain type of food. With the ketogenic, it's looking more at the macros. So you want a diet that's anywhere from 65 to 90 percent fat, okay, 10 to 30 percent protein, and then really about 5 percent carbohydrates or less for keto or or less if that's even possible. I know. And then you think about how our body was made and our human body prefers glucose from carbs as its energy source. I mean, that's that's a known fact. Your brain runs almost exclusively on glucose. Now it can function. Uh, There are adaptations and the ketogenic diet seeks to almost biohack that adaptation. Okay. So during times of famine and starvation, we can start to break down our fat reserves to create ketones, which is a type of molecule that can be used for energy, our bodies are actually able to create glucose from these sources and even proteins, but it's not its not a super refined process. I mean, it can be kind of clunky, so it can be done, but it's not the preferred energy source. But with the keto diet, we are trying to reduce fat, I'm sorry, reduce, well, reduce our store of fat by eating a high-fat diet eliminating carbohydrates, and then make our body go into fat-burning mode. So it starts using calories from fat. In other words, your body kind of shifts, and then you're starting to use calories from fat instead of carbs to create the energy you need to carry out basically your daily activities of daily living. So this is one of those things where people do get weight loss with it. Mm -hmm. They do also, for many diabetics, can control and I'm using that word for a specific reason here, where they can control their blood sugar levels and can almost normalize their blood sugar levels with it. Okay. However. It's short term, though, from what I remember. Well, it's short term or as long as you stay on keto diet, stay in ketosis, you can manage it. But all you're really doing with it is controlling it. You don't actually potentially cure the the diabetes. Reverse. Reverse it. Okay. And the reason being is it's so high in the saturated fats and obviously the animal products. And um, I mean, pretty much any animal product is fair game and encouraged heavily. But what that does is that those fats can go into your cells, your muscle cells, into your liver, and it can cause the whole insulin process to be 
disrupted. So Okay, so basically the fats will gum up the lock where insulin needs to go in to let the sugar into your body. Well, so the, the insulin hits the lock and then there are processes within the cell that happen. It's right. kind of like it's the other detailed. dominoes. It's like somebody puts a hand in front of one of those dominoes and the rest of them don't get knocked down. Right. So So long term it can actually make things worse, not only with diabetes just the insulin and the blood sugar issue of diabetes, but it can also make things worse in your vessels because what scientific studies show is that it can cause damage to your endothelial cells that line your blood vessels. And then that leads to a whole host of problems because now you're looking at problems with um, high blood pressure, all the things that happen when your vessels are clogged, stroke, heart disease, high blood pressure, you said, um, possibly dementias, possibly disc problems in your back. I mean, there's a whole host of things that if Pretty your body's not moving the blood, anywhere got a there is a blockage of blood flow, that's a problem. Right. So, yeah. I mean, there are intestinal problems that develop because the arteries leading to the intestines are blocked and you get abdominal pains. And so, when you hear about all these different diet options and all these different ways of eating, you need to ask yourself, this is the big takeaway. What is the long-term effect of being on this? And you've got to look at what are the studies showing as a general rule over and over and over again. Now, there are studies that can show favorable results for things like paleo and keto. So I would say you would want to take a look at how that study is designed, who has sponsored that who study, sponsored the study absolutely. what types of results, the statistical analysis and things like that. And, and they may tell a particular story. Right. So you want to make sure that the information that you're getting are from reputable sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it needs to be. And it's a balanced approach. Because again, on some of these, they are going to be better, especially if you're eating just that typical diet of a, a just a lot of overly processed foods, if you start paying attention to what you eat, mm-hmm. and there have even been studies saying that just by being aware and not just grabbing whatever, that you can start to lose weight because you're being mindful of right. empty calories, poor food mm-hmm. choices. But what but, I want people to understand is it's not just about the weight. You may be desperate to lose a lot of pounds or even a few pounds. You just need to lose the weight. And all you can think about is, I want to do something that's going to cause me to lose weight. But in the long run, that's not what you want. You want to lose the pounds, yes, but that's not your ultimate goal. Your ultimate goal should be to live a vibrant and a healthy life, one in which you feel great, and you can do all the things that you want to do, all the things that you need to do in this life. And a lot of these things long-term are not going to lead to that because they're going to lead you to feel sluggish, to have health issues, to be sitting in the doctor's office, taking a lot of medications. So you have to look at long-term. And I want to go back to what you were talking about with research because Jared did, a lot of you probably don't know this, but um, ever since I've known him, I mean, pretty much he's been in research. I mean, he did well, he has degrees in cellular molecular biology, and then he worked in research at the Medical University of South Carolina for years. I did that for about three and a half, four years. Right. And so, what we know about research, and Jared and I are big researchers ourselves and looking at the research and what do the medical things show, because we don't want to teach something to you just based on our experience or our client's experience. Yes, we'll talk about those things, but when it all boils down to it, we want to know what does the research show? And 
The reason he brought that up earlier was because who's sponsoring the studies? We know that studies can be biased. There's biased and there are ways to statistically manipulate. And I'm not accusing anybody of any of that, no. but I know there are different ways to happen. statistically analyze numbers and they can make things look a little more favorable for what you want to find. Right. And so we would just want you to be aware of that and really look at long term. Oh, my friends lost a lot of weight on keto and this could be great. And, what? and these and these things do happen. Yes, and, absolutely. And there are person-to-person variation. There may be some people that do well on these diets. Maybe they don't feel sluggish. Maybe they lost the weight. However, under Mm -hmm. the surface, there's no denying that, especially with the diet heavy in meat, dairy, eggs, that the cardiovascular issues are going on. Right. The the neurovascular issues are going on. Mm -hmm. And they may not show up in the first year. You may go five years. You may may go ten but it will eventually surface mm-hmm. and create problems. Now, did you... Were you no, I'm were good. You, you were good. <laughs> now, what has been shown is with whole food plant-based that these cardiovascular issues can reverse. Mm-hmm. You stop that endothelial damage, that inflammation calms down. I mean, the there have been multiple people that have had cardiovascular issues that were basically like given a death sentence, like this is it, this is all we can do for you and sent home and have had and lived many, many years. Decades. Yeah, and just they, they healthy, feeling they great. They couldn't make it to their mailbox without hurting and being winded. And then within I don't know, like six months, a mm-hmm. year, they're out hiking the Appalachian Trail doing things they never thought they could do. Right. And there are studies of people who they have pictures of an angiograms, angiograms, is that correct, of their... um arteries and their their heart heart. opening up now it's over the course of several years i I seem to recall three i think two to three years in that range and we're not telling you it's definitely going to happen for you we don't know what else is at play in your body and the reason that we um, teach about a bunch of different things within our membership we don't just teach our clients eat this way we also teach about stress and relationships and a lot of different areas of your life that you have to look at because it's not just about what you're eating I mean anybody who's worth anything is gonna help you understand these other areas of your health yeah, as well multiple things at play that affect each other and we focus on health as far as your eating and what you're eating and putting into your body and putting onto your body because those things nine times out of ten are definitely out of whack because we're not taught these things we're not even taught these things in medical and nursing school I can tell you because Jared went to school as a physician assistant and I went to school to be a registered nurse I had my bachelor of science in nursing and we know those things are not taught now he went on and now has his um, certification Certification in lifestyle medicine in lifestyle medicine and so and I went on and and became a health coach and we so we now we've looked at all these things and at the um, at the research behind it all and we understand the long-term effects of these things Look into the long term. Anytime you start something, we want the best for you, the best outcome. No matter what teacher you get, whether it's us or someone else, if you get in our membership, you get another coach, we just want the best for you. That is our desire is to see more people, especially purpose-driven women who need to get their energy back and need to get their lives back because you've got a legacy to leave and we want that for you. And so we are thrilled to be 
bringing you this information. If you have any more questions about these topics, feel free to email us at info at thecrunchycouple.com and be sure to send a link. We'll drop the link in the description for you. Send the link to this podcast to somebody that you know that love to hear it, a coworker, a friend. We'd love to get the word out about what we're doing so we can help more people and you can help us do that. We hope you're having a great week. We look forward to seeing you again very soon.